calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome to the Backwater Bastards. Join Nelvin, the strange and mysterious space pirate who floats from job to job and loves to celebrate a good birthday. Dr. Z, a telekinetic jellyfish who operates a strange jelly-like honey boy body. And Cleo DeCap, an ursine with a human soul trapped inside that loves to make a good old-fashioned boom. These three bastards from the backwater edges of space are joining us once more for another tale with the Replicant. Now join me with my bad, fake, DM Dick Dynamite accent with The Dead Song, Part 1. Welcome, everyone, to a lovely episode of The Backwater Bastards, featuring me, Lucas, from Battle of the Seven Dice, in space! In space! Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for, for joining me once more on the these lovely, totally normal space adventures. Oh, yeah. yeah thank you totally. for joining us once more. <laughs> Dude, thanks so much. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm enjoying r- reveling in the opportunity to play. I can, um, yeah, you know, I can, I can drink beer much more freely. I can. Uh... <laughs> you don't have to look through all your notes and wonder if they're like, oh, did I get the continuity wrong? And yeah, don't worry about it. You're a player now. <laughs> I put on a clean shirt today. There you go. <laughs> Although actually, I, I somehow managed to screw up the continuity as a player anyway, because Nelvin had three arms at one point, and then he showed up again with four arms. He just so. got another one. Like if you got one arm installed, you can get another one installed. Like yeah, this is true. Yeah, never this, it doesn't enough. really break continuity, but it was an error on my part. Never enough arms. <laughs> it was never addressed. They're screw on. Yeah. Clip. Well, not ni- not anymore. They're not. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I guess I guess we don't really need to introduce ourselves. Because everybody knows who all you are, but uh, at least I am Lucas. I am the DM of Battle of the Seven Dice, and I am coming in here to bring you another story of the Replicant. Yes, yes. <laughs> We start off 
with all of you sailing through space. Dr. Z and Cleo, you're sitting in one of the one of the main seating areas of the Grey Dragon, just kind of like a, a place where you can relax and and just hang out. You had one hell of a party once more again last yes. night. And do you remember yeah, the best. Harry was doing like <laughs> people were doing body shots off Harry, like it was going crazy. You don't even <laughs> Ew. Yeah. You can, <laughs> it was, get a little bit of that glitter. That's right. Get a little <laughs> like bit you, of that yeah. Harry. Yeah, he likes wearing glitter. That's a fact. <laughs> At one point, though, in the night... That's called a garnish. You lost Harry. And you figured oh, Harry probably made it back to the ship. And you were all too, a little too inebriated to go look for him. So you figured, mm. he's smart. He's with the Empire. Like, he knows what he's doing. He usually says really big words. So... He's got this. Yeah. So you stumbled back to the ship, and uh, you figured Harry was on there, and you let Reese take you away. So on the Grey Dragon, you are just <laughs> hanging out on the couch. You're having the, those, like, uh, you know, the next day meal, which usually consists of a lot of the junk that you ate the night before, and you're just still eating it. Oh, yeah. A lot of salt. Yeah. <laughs> you have, like, you're, you're <laughs> dipping that, that good, good mayo into your bowl. And you hear the toilet flush once more. And Nelvin, it is it is deja vu. You're stepping out of there. You had one hell of a night. You're pretty sure you did a, a body shot of some weird old guy. And you're, you're stepping out of the washroom. You're like, oh my god, what a what a night. And you're looking right at a jellyfish inside of electronic jelly, aka the honey boy, and a large <laughs> armored bear as they're just staring at, back at you. The classic. Darn it! How the hell has this happened again? Yes, but did you uh, did you did you flush? Ow, ow. Did you uh, make sure that you heard the click sound as you pushed that button? It has been a uh, well, it's, it's taken some wear and tear. I don't know. Ah, uh, wear and tear. <laughs> Wearing bear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mug idea, t-shirt idea. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy load, if you know what I mean. It's a little sign for the washroom. Oh no, it's getting worse. <laughs> well, just where have you people taken me this time? <laughs> well, I'll be a terrapin's uncle. Yes. Nelly's back. Yes. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure where we're taking you. I was actually just um, waking up myself. Reese, Reese, are you there? Uh, I I could do a really bad Reese impression if you want. Yeah, the, you. I, I think you, 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 yeah, you're the one with the info. So, uh. all right, <laughs> let's see if I can get into. Uh, all right, I'm panicky. Uh, I'm a, a little worried that the <laughs> bastards are once again going to destroy me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we might. Bastards. <laughs> What 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 is it, Doctor Z? Where are we, Reese? And good morning. We're we're flying into race space, just as you asked me the night before. Ah uh, yes, just as just as I asked. Excellent. Thank you, Reese. You well, you slurred. I what? You you slurred it to me the night before. I should say, <laughs> but you were very insistent on entering into race space. Yes, well, I. Doctor Z ain't he ain't never wrong. I, 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 um, well... He knew what he you. meant. He knew what he meant. Thank you, Cleo, yes. Yes, we'll fix... We'll, yes. Yeah. 
Makes sense. It's one of the few places you people don't seem to have a price on your head. Well, I tore down a few posters for you, Cleo. Oh, Nelly! <laughs> and, and what about what about me, Nelly? Did you did you tear down some posters for me, Nelly? There were too many yeah, prob- posters to so you. Prob- probably too many posters to so use. You know that they just well, pave them up. Wallpaper. I just hope they got my good side. Those pictures. Ah, oh, they're always the worst. Do they have to show you it? They're gonna stick them up everywhere. You may as well look your best. But uh, well. Well, I wouldn't know nothing about that. Um, do you want to see the message you were sent last night again? We were sent messages last night? Yes, you viewed them. Right, yes, well, um, yes, let's watch them again for, um, for Nelly's sake. One of the panels on the wall, it's, uh, you know, more for safety's sake, because there's a large armored bear walking around here. Uh, it flips around, <laughs> revealing the TV. That's how you keep it safe, is you just flip the panel. And so it flips around, and this this uh, screen pops on. And it's this beautiful BioLife ad. And you see, like, the sun is rising over this this lush green field. There's a family playing. They're, they're laughing and throwing a ball back and forth. And it goes, here at BioLife, we care about the family. We care about the working person. We care about you. At BioLife, we don't just use bastards. We try to... I need you to meet me. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen, and I was so hoping that <laughs> it would. How did you know it was going <laughs> to happen, Tick? <laughs> I fucking... You see the, the father, he, like, <laughs> he turns towards the screen, and his husband comes over and, like, has his arm around him and they're laughing and one of them, his uh, head starts like twitching and moving rapidly and he looks over at the screen and there's like eight eyes that are on his face and they say I have input the coordinates into this message. Please bring your ship, it is of dire importance. And the head twitches and flicks and you see as this beautiful lush green field is suddenly it looks like the whole area has been polluted. There are large factories in the background. The animals that were just in the background grazing and the birds flying now it's just skeletons everywhere and this family still staring smiling each of them having eight eyes the children standing having eight eyes and the couple they're all uh, standing smiling and you just hear in this distorted voice bio life because we care and then it it flicks off (laughs) and you see right at the bottom of this this message you see their coordinates well, I have to say, advertising has uh, ramped up lately. I mean, wow. I mean, what do you think it costs to place an advert like that out on the uh, space waves these days? Would you like me to look it up? Yeah, sure, why not? We could look that up. Right, place your bets. How much do you think it costs to make that ad? One moment, please. Oh, that was ridiculous. While you're doing this, Cleo's going to pull something out of her armor. And it's kind of smashed and dirty, but it's a clown horn <laughs> that she's been saving. She's gonna wipe it off on herself and be like, "It's time." <laughs> Didn't you give that clown horn at the very end? No, this was one I made, Lucas. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Another. You're you're holding this this clown horn, and Reese's voice pops back on. 845,000 credits. Right, well, that's, uh... That's a lot. Alright, let's, uh... Let's take <laughs> these, um... Coordinates in. Yes, uh... Put 
Emma. Reese, uploading coordinates now. You uploaded them last night. Oh, of course I did, yes. Uh, re-uploading then. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Nelly, that... You see that? That's a, that's called the scientific... Uh, method. Dr. Yes. Zeno, he'd do everything double. That's how you know. That's how you know. Yes, and sometimes we have to call you multiple times as well, but uh, that's just... Uh, well, that's just because we are being real. <laughs> you know, I mean... Thorough. Yeah, that. Yes, I have noticed your thoroughness. Yes. Well, well, some people pay extra for that. Yes, we would hate for you to miss out on hearing us call you, so we make sure that you find out. For science. Yes, science. High five. <laughs> <laughs> Does Cleo knock you over or go straight through the honey? Oh, uh, probably just like puts the hand in the honey <laughs> and just like pulls me back with it, like whoop. <laughs> Creates a sort of like a rippling, rippling. <laughs> it's the perfect so wave good. you've ever seen, though. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. So the the screen changes from the BioLife ad message to a map that's showing, uh, basically plotting your course. And Reese has been sure to avoid certain checkpoints because, well, you don't have a great reputation. And as you're you're looping around these checkpoints, you see that you're very close to the destination. You see that you'll probably be there in just a few minutes. Oh, brilliant. Well, looks like I'm here for this one, then. Let's see what our old compadre wants. Yes, well, how did you get here, anyway? There was a long line for the bathroom. Ah, and so what, you've just been in there the entire time? Well, there was a long line for your bathroom as well. <laughs> You're a mis- mysterious one, Nelly. <laughs> you see that there is a door. There are claw marks, blaster marks all around it. Like, somebody's trying to... There are people who've, like, tried to hack at it with axes and energy blades. And the door, like, finally creaks open and you see Harry is passed out on the toilet. <laughs> and that is the bathroom no one was able to get into all night <laughs> oh no is he dead is he dead <laughs> Dr. Z poke him I think it's best that we leave him uh, even be I'll just place this water next to him there you go you hear uh, a few grumbles about uh, the empire and, and glory as he, he just like rolls over yes yes that's, that's right Harry glory to the the um, you just, right, well. <laughs> <laughs> you stay safe there on your throne. Yes, um, position his leg, make sure he doesn't uh, throw up on himself. <laughs> and, you know, put him in the emergency drunk sleeping position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Cleo, we've never been that drunk. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that hasn't happened recently uh, <laughs> or anything. No, but we, we, we tend to skip that stage and just go straight to, you know, ER. The floor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've never had to be rearranged like that because we pass out horizontally <laughs> first. And we pass out when everyone passes out, so there's no one to help. <laughs> Listen, we've all passed out on the toilet before. It happens. <laughs> oh, I would love to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. You know what? Tonight's the night. <laughs> Saturday. You see the 
The screen that shifts, uh, that shifted to the map, then shifts to the front view of the ship as Reese uh, proclaims, "We've arrived at the rendezvous point." And you look, and sailing through space, you see this asteroid. It's quite large. It's floating very lazily, and you can see, like, as it's slowly making a rotation, there is a little building on top of there. And as you get closer to the asteroid, you can see that the sensors are picking up that there is actually an artificial gravity field that's enabled around this asteroid, allowing you to land. Excellent. Well, uh, that looks like the uh, location. I guess, um, well, I'd say strap in, but I think like we're all a bit loosey-goosey, jelly-like. And, uh, <laughs> we could probably do this free-fall, free-standing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, let's take her in, Reese. Very well. You see, flying towards this this small building, now that it's coming more into view, it has the appearance of a roadside diner. This neon sign is flickering on it, saying, Griselda's one-stop grub hut. And you can see Griselda. through a few windows that there are some patrons inside as your your ship is landing. You see there are a few other ships around this area. I'm so happy. <laughs> you see there are some people that are like standing outside the diner. Maybe they're they're having one of those e-cigarette moments, uh, trying to look cool. But it looks like there's even like a an environmental field that's been put around here allowing people to breathe. And a lot of the people that are wandering back to their ships or standing outside the building are not the usual Terrans, Wraiths, or Synths that you're used to. These people, they, some of them look quite large, uh, like hulking forms walking on their knuckles. Some of them are more like, they have a lot more eyes and mouths and limbs than you're used to. There are just a lot of creatures that, space is big, you just haven't encountered many of these beings before. Just a lot of strange uh, people that are coming to this diner. And your ship just slowly lands, having a beautiful natural 20 landing that I rolled myself. <gasps> oh, nice one, Reese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all get to do the jelly move. Like, oh, freestanding landing. It's like surfing in space. <laughs> that was a little smoother than I expected. Because that idea was probably really great for all of us being still a little bit drunk and not having the pilot. Mm. Yeah. Really, really cool idea. (laughs) (laughs) With our pilot passed out on the toilet, all of us a little... (laughs) All of us just standing in the middle of the cockpit room. Hey, let's auto land and just just not buckle or sit. (laughs) (laughs) Just doing the surf move, going... That's fine. I mean, yeah... You you land and then you disable the ship's gravity field anyway, so you kind of yeah. you know, you've got you've got a certain uh, right certain level of stickiness. It's just like riding an elevator and waiting for that part where you can jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. We're good. So the the door to the ship opens and the ramp lowers, letting you go on outside. Elvin's going to uh, loosen all four blasters in their holsters. Just, you know, has to pull them out, spin them around, get them back in, just make sure everything's uh, working right. I, I clear and then try and do the same thing. Like, splash out my blades and then kind of move my arms in a way that I think looks cool. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm also ready. I've got my clown horn tucked back into my armor. <laughs> I'm good to go. 
No words. <laughs> Stepping out, you're you're all really prepared. You're just like walking down really cool off the ramp of your ship, looking around, just warily staring at each of the individuals in this place. And most of them, they give you a, a mild glance of like interest or curiosity, but go back to doing whatever it is they're doing. And yeah, they do. Yeah, they just nobody seems super interested in you as you're you're stepping off. What? <laughs> We're not the weirdos this time around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to not be the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> you landed at the diner where all the weirdos go. Great. I am in love with the idea that you brought Griselda here. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and made it Griselda's grub hut. I have. I've been really pining for Raloran today, and um, and oh, I'm oh. so happy that you you put Griselda in. You'll just have to see what else we got. <gasps> no, no, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stepping into this diner, you are met immediately with the smell of grease and salt. There's a very large woman behind the counter, and one of her two heads turns towards you, wearing this sort of like makeshift. Uh, crown with like the, all these forks sticking up around and she just says take a seat I'll get with you in a minute and the other head's looking and it's like quiet and like it, she's flipping a, a number of like different food items around her there, there are strange purple burgers that she has going on you see what might be fries or might be insects you're not sure that she has going in another deep fryer near here but everything smells good a lot of the patrons in this bar as well you see, like, once more, there's a lot of strange individuals. You see that there is one being where there's just one large eye, and there's, like, six other small eyes rotating around it like it's a planet. You see that there's uh, some individuals who are, they look like they're synths, but have been trying to replace parts of their body with organic matter. And so they have, like, almost this, this very cyborg-esque look to them. Reverse cyborg. There are a lot of really just, like, strange individuals in this place that, like, every so often, like, some of them will look over, maybe, like, two of the eyes of the rotating eyes will look at you. But one that catches your eye very quickly is this hulking, eight-foot-tall individual trying to sit in a booth that does not fit in this booth very well. They have multiple arms that are just, like, cupped around this small coffee. And their greenish-gray skin is uh, its standing out a little bit against this brown booth. And you see their eight eyes turn towards you. One of their four-clawed hands lifts up, and it, it just waves at all of you. Friend of yours, Nelly? <laughs> <laughs> There's our man. Oh my god. The replicant is at a diner. <laughs> How crazy is that, though? Last time we met, the replicant was just, like, so, like intense and mm-hmm. suspenseful and now it's like, oh, you're just meeting in a diner. That's fine. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. I actually made the Replicant based off of an old Yu-Gi-Oh card I saw like three weeks before we did that first Replicant one. I found it when mm. I was cleaning up and then I found it again, which is why I, mas- I messaged Dan saying, hey, we have to do another Replicant one. <laughs> <laughs> I based it after this this wall shadow creature. That's great. It's pretty good. Didn't, did it have wings? Or did I imagine that? No, it just had like four four large arms, then it had like multiple legs and stuff like it. But it could also like change its body. It, like metamorphosis was very easy to this creature, so it could very well create wings, another head. It created another body out of like a flesh wall, so its manipulation of its form is very simple. 
it looks up at all of you as you, you come near the table. Ah, bastards. You've arrived. Yes, well, we, uh, we got your call, completely sound of mind, and we decided, hey, we'll, we'll come right away. And, uh, and we have. And we also brought Nelly because uh, Nelly was um, in our bathroom. <laughs> Cleo's gonna put the clown horn down on the table and be like we would never miss that call you see it slowly slid out of uh, these these like tattered robes that it's wearing it places down uh, one that looks it looks very well kept and uh, nods to you I apologize if my message might have been slightly disturbing I had never used a computer before well, you spent a lot of money on that advert. Wow. Very impressive. Oh, I, I, I was just trying to send it through one of, the, one of the channels, and I think I got things mixed up. Yes, you got a bit caught in the project. Yes. You know, tunnel vision. Yes. <laughs> you know, you just stick to the goal. Get it done. Perfect. Make it. Ah, brilliant. I loved it. It was great. Why don't we cut to the chase, friend? You clearly got something on your mind. Yes. I have brought you here to help me on a very dangerous mission. I understand you often partake in these as our last encounter. This one, though, I have particular need of a being from Atola Medusa. They takes out this this uh, device, and it, it's like it looks like a crown. Of sorts, almost like one of those very old-fashioned ones with like the the red like felt on the top and, and gold and silver mm. on it. But you can see that pieces of it are very like they're glittering. And when, as you take a little bit closer to the metal, the metal is actually like this almost metallicized coral that's been made. And Doctor Z, you've never actually seen one of these. You've heard about them, but you know mm. that these are used by the elites of Atula Medusa to actually manipulate and activate a lot of technology from your homeworld. I know one of them bloody pathetic crowns that those fancy lads all wear and, well, yes. Oh, grumble, grumble. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is I cannot use it. Yes, well, you have to be one of them, um, you know, what would we call those jellies? The uh, elite jellies. All I can think of is elite jelly. But uh, you, could, you could say like noble birth or like nobility or something. Yeah, like a noble birth jelly. Like, uh... oh my god, Doctor Z having to admit that he isn't though. One of those soft bodies or something, which is ironic because all jellies are soft. I'm not Baron Debauch anymore. I'm a. <laughs> I, I think I'd be. I mean, I'm. I'm well aware of being out, you know, like uh, doing cash jobs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, like Doctor Z is like a real black sheep of the family, as well, isn't he? Because he like goes out like yeah, out of the true, water and just true. like rocks around in a robot body. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be like completely unacceptable. Living among humans and stuff, he's yeah. like a like so, some weirdo who's left home. Yeah, so I'm trying to like think of how I would word that. I'm I'm looking at this crown, knowing that it's from the noble and the elite, and I kind of have some disdain for it. Like, meh. Mm-hmm. Those pathetic, bloody creatures having to rely on this technology to get what they want. Just do it. <laughs> My new brand. <laughs> yes, I understand that you may not favor this technology, 
But unfortunately, the facility, the biolife facility that I need to infiltrate, is using this to protect something that is important. Something I need to bring my people back. Right. I'm willing to offer you 10,000 credits and even something after this mission is completed. I understand that during this mission, though, you may die. It is dangerous. That's uh, not a great sales pitch there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the big guy's talking my language. Right. If Nelly's in, I'm in. I'm totally in Nelly. I think it's great. (laughs) But I'm taking that last credit when we split it. (laughs) Three, 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 four. Right, well, that does make an even equation, and uh, you totally deserve it, Nelly. You are brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) The planet is heavily protected. You're in great space. It has... A lot of automated security. We will need to use a friend of mine to get in. The Grey Dragon will be safe here. I have a few acquaintances who can look after it. I have a friend, uh, Veskanoth, that can take us there. Just looking uh, looking left to right at uh, Dr. Z and, uh, and Cleo. Thinking that they are—they uh, they don't look concerned because uh, I, I don't need, you know, I don't need any uh, wussies on the mission with me. It's like one of those old school movies where the camera like looks at the person, then moves <laughs> to the left, and then looks <laughs> at the other person, then moves to the left, and they turn around and look. Yeah, I'll turn around and look at uh, Cleo then. Well, I'm gonna collect my clown horn from the table and honk it. I've been in since the first one. <laughs> Way to ruin the moment day. It's just, it's just so intense. Well, the best part is that the replicant doesn't understand all the societal norms, so he lifts it up. And the replicant honks his thinking, this is what you do. <laughs> it is. This is what you do. It is what you do. <laughs> Love that. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. any of you ridden in a Veskanoth before? I thought you said Veskanoth was your friend. Yes. They do not have names. Oh. I'm going to say no. This is sounding ominous. I'd like to. I think it would be easier to show you. And the replicant awkwardly tries to stand up around this table, but it keeps knocking things like 
they have one hand trying to hold the coffee down. They have one hand trying to hold like a, an empty plate as they're trying to like shuffle around this booth, oh. and they stand up to their full majesty. Relatable. And this this long cloak billows down, and you see like the small spines, and now there's like new sigils that have been tattooed into the skin of the replicant to give off this soft glow as they march towards the doors of the diner. As you step outside with the replicant, you hear this low, it's maybe a whistle or a call that you can hear from the replicant. As you're, you're sort of walking out into the more or less parking lot of this asteroid, and you hear this low reverberating call answering back. As you watch, you see as floating around from the other side of this asteroid is a creature. A creature about the same size as the Grey Dragon. This massive being has almost a brain-shaped body with a large, sharp beak sticking out of it. Thick layers of black carapace cover its body. Massive tendrils hang down from it. These tendrils have tiny tentacles that are sticking off each of them, and at the very end of the tendrils, it ends in these large talons. The replicant reaches out this clawed hand, and you see as one of the tendrils with their talons reaches out, and that they touch each other, and you see that they enters this very peaceful-looking state as the eyes are closed and turns back to all of you. This is my old friend. They are the Veskanov. Wow. <laughs> you mean to tell me that this thing can safely navigate space with us inside? Yes, they were some of the first to navigate before the Empire stretched out across the stars. They were the ones who would travel from planet to planet. They would ferry people from world to world. Inside of them is an area where they hold their young to keep them safe. It's perfectly fine for us to sit inside. Unfortunately, when the Empire started their space crusade, these creatures came to the Terran's planet, and they found that, instead of befriending these creatures, they could harvest from them creating the first cores of the old Empire ships. There are few Veskanoth left. Well, I can see why. Sound valuable. Eyeing up the beastie. Is there any in-flight to entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> are we supposed to just sit inside this creature and just, what, talk to each other? Yes. Right, well, I'll... I'll imagine perfect time to have a nap, then. <laughs> You don't want to plot. You don't want. Why? Why? Z. Yes, Z. Clear. Yes, Z. clear. Z. Clear. Yes. Z. Doctor Z. Doctor Z. Are we whispering now, Cleo? Yes, Cleo. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to play. Play the game. All right, we'll play the game. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping's for losers. Let's play the game. <laughs> Ain't that what you say, Nelly? Ain't that Nelly's gonna play the game because Nelly, 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 
Nelvin's spent like quite a long time just sort of standing there, like frowning at the two of them, <laughs> not answering. I sleep when I'm dead, right, Nelly? Yes, that is a classic Nelly, Nelly line. Nelly, Nelly. Yeah, yeah, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. Right, I'll load up a three-player game. But you'll play the game while you're alive, <laughs> and we're alive right now, tonight. Come on, guys. Just one dice. We just roll it. I got six. Until you, you roll, see how many times you have to roll it until you get a 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we play that game now. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm into playing this game. The replicant stares confused at the three of you before reaching up a hand. And grasping on to one of the tendrils. Do you need anything from your ship? The traveling should only take maybe a day's time. The Veskinoth can move through space quite easily. Well, I didn't bring anything else with me on that ship, so I'm good to go. I'll flash my blades and, uh... Oh, honey boy's got everything I need. <laughs> looking knowingly at Cleo under the, the, the assumption that she's forgotten she something. She needs everything from the ship. <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm sitting here thinking pillow, like... I need my bag. And <laughs> she needs food. She needs bombs. Y'all go on ahead. I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to get a few things. <laughs> don't don't worry about me. Don't, y'all right. Don't, don't play. Don't start the game. First carrying up Dr. Z and Nelvin as Cleo rushes into the Grey Dragon to gather as many supplies as possible. You two are gently carried up. These talons kind of almost like uh, gently going around you to lift you up. At first it's a little difficult to get Dr. Z, but it uh, the Veskinoth manages eventually. And lifting you slowly into the air, you find yourselves looking at the plated underbelly of this beast and you see the carapace moves, revealing these fleshy portals leading inside this beast. This wave of hot air moves towards you, and you are lifted inside the creature, and you find there is a a substantial amount of room in here. You look around and see that the walls and floor have uh, this pulse to them, this heartbeat. You can see the veins and arteries are are inside this creature, that you can see them through the walls, the fluids moving throughout it. You see that there is actually an area near where the beak is of the creature. There's a thin membrane that is stretched out, and this must be how the young can actually see the outside, what's happening. And you can see what the Veskinoth can see. You can see quite a bit in space. Like, everything looks very clear. You're looking outside. But the thing that catches your eyes, you see glittering lines of energy. You see one traveling around the asteroid that must be making up this gravitational field. You see one that is around the Grey Dragon, uh, where it has its own energy going around, and all the different ships. And you can actually see out in the distance, those distant stars shine much brighter, as this creature must be able to see very, very far through space in order to help it navigating the dark depths. Wow. Pretty nifty. That's very cool. And the the replicant comes up quite uh, quickly after all of you, or after the two of you. Yes, the young 
often stay inside when they travel through space just to protect them from dangers. Yes, that's uh, still quite boring, though, isn't it? Anyways, I'll load up the game. <laughs> <laughs> Cleo, you, you come back hauling uh, an additional bag with you of all your stuff that you need. You need this stuff for the trip. I needed it. I needed it. I really did. A rubber ducky falls out and you like pick it back up and put it back in. Like it's, All of this is necessary. <laughs> oh, can't can't leave that. Can't leave that. Oh my, I almost lost Gerald. I almost lost Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Not again. I'll never uh, leave you behind, Gerald. I love you. <laughs> oh, if Dr. Z could, if he could see me dropping Gerald in that, and he, he told me, he told me before, he told me not to do, to watch him, to watch him better, but, and you know, I just can't, and Gerald I'm not does responsible what he enough. <laughs> he did. Well, it be what it is. It is what it be. It be how it, how it are. And I just can't be responsible for anything else. I can't be responsible for myself. Yeah, you gotta move out, Gerald. You gotta get your own way. Be free. I don't want you anymore. <laughs> Gerald, I can't, you can't depend on me like this. I'm, I'm just... I gotta carry you up front. You can't be you can't be trusted on your own. Heard that before. So, this long, oh. long stressed monologue happens as you're dragging your bag. You make it the creature has to use an additional talent to lift up your bag. But the the two of you see as Cleo is brought inside the creature. Cleo, you it's a little snug getting through at first, but you're you're okay. You get up there and it's desperately clutching onto all my crap <laughs> yeah and it, it's nice and warm in here and uh, it's it's good it's it smells a little bit like raw meat but you're oh you're trying your best not to eat the veskinoff okay for now <laughs> i mean yes is it is it as armored on the inside as it is on the outside not at all no it's it's a very vulnerable on the inside you feel this lurch as the creature starts moving, and the replicant sits down cross-legged, crossing all four of its legs. Yes, the, the planet we're going to, I believe, when I was using the computer, I got the name is, let's see here, E-4-7-M-0-R-3. It is colloquially known as Planet eat more. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Do we know anything of eat more? I'm not familiar with these parts. Well, it once was owned by a wraith monarch, a very wealthy one, but as the war passed on, they had spent much of their resources trying to fight this war, and running out of money, they chose to sell their planet to biolife and use those funds to move further into race space. Now the planet is consumed by the factories. I do not know what this planet will look like, though I know what it once did. The replicant waves a hand and you see this like vision almost, not not a vision, this like illusion that this like energy that's moving around in wisps. You watch as this beautiful scene is filled. There's these large, strange purple trees that are lifting high into the air. Uh, very lush fields. You see animals are everywhere. There, there's large oxen-like creatures with six legs that are just charging through as they're being chased by 
these strange, almost arachnid-like people uh, that are trying to hunt them down, these vast mountains in the distance. It looks very, very rich with natural resources. They wave a hand once more, and the, the vision goes away. That's what the planet used to look like. I do not know what it was like after the wraiths moved in or after BioLife took it over. Right, but what we do know is that you are perfect in-flight entertainment. So uh, just keep doing that and uh, we'll be there in no time. (laughs) (laughs) I have thousands of memories of what space was like. Let me show you more. Thank you, yes. The replicant starts moving their hands and uh, there's more of these images and the replicant is showing you uh, images of the, the distant planets that used to be and the, the people that used to walk amongst they they show you their home that the the way their architecture was set up it was very it looked almost like ant hills or termite mounds I should say uh, very like constructed high into the sky a lot of strange technology a lot of their technology was like infused into people it wasn't so much like how you have wearable technology or technology that you access like going into a car their technology was very much inside a person that would allow them to do things. And you see just that they're, they're showing you that how the, they would go by and check out all the, the planets that would have people on them before they would have space travel. And uh, like they showed you what Terran was like, uh, a lot of the, their home planets before they decided to rush off into space. And it, it adds up about what it was. They're destroying their own planet, trying to kill each other. Mm. And so you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. They show you the the rise of uh, some of the first synthetics uh, and how they they were shown to be like they were very servitude, like they would serve the Terrans or serve other species. Other species had their own versions of synthetics before they started gaining sentience. They showed you what it was like in the race times before they started venturing out and colonizing other planets. It just like all these different pieces of information that are lost to history that are lost due to the war because everybody pushes propaganda so hard that it often erases what they had beforehand creating a new world you're you're so lost in all these things and rolling your single die to see how many times you can get the 20 (laughs) that before you know it you look through the thin membrane on the front and you see that you're at your destination Planet E47M0R3. You see this beautiful green-blue orb. It has a shattered moon that's circling around it. You see all throughout this space, there's a number of automated stations are set up. You see like these old large freighters are pulling through them and coming like to the planet and out. And they stop at these stations to get scanned for their cargo and just then keep on moving on. But you watch as the Veskanoth is going through. These stations don't seem to pick it up at all. And so the Veskanoth just sails through peacefully. So this is probably what the Replicant was worried about with the Grey Dragon. Right. Safe way to travel. Yes, makes sense. Gotta get one of these. Also, Cleo, your turn to roll. Come oh, on. Oh, 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 it's my... Finally! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Cleo can't really hold it <laughs> both hands <laughs> it's just gonna like try very hard to 
to move the dice <laughs> somehow. Sometimes you're just blowing it. <laughs> yeah, it goes onto the floor. It rolls under something. It rolls into like this this fold of flesh. And then you <laughs> see as the die like goes behind the flesh wall and it's floating up into these fluids. Right, well, uh, you might want to... Um... It's their turn. Yes, it's their, yes. It's their turn now. Let us know what you roll. <laughs> 20 wins. Anything else is, um, well, A good, good trap. Yeah, good, good trap. <laughs> I don't know what kind of security they will have on this planet, but I believe we should all get ready. This could be very dangerous. Don't worry, I've worked on the perfect montage. I stand up. I'm ready. <laughs> Little star dang. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was born ready, Dr. Z. So cool. Cleo, did you see that? Did you see how he did that? I seen it. I seen it. Oh, I recorded oh. it for later, Cleo. We'll add it to our collection. We'll watch it later. I mean, I didn't the- say anything, Nelly. You're cool. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Good game. Good, good game. I love how you won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Cleo just shuffles her massive bag. I guess I'm good. The replicant holds a hand onto the wall, and you watch as these, like, almost handles of flesh come out of the walls for you to grip. Do not worry. This will not harm the Veskanov, but you'll need to hold on to this in case... Evasive maneuvers take place. The walls and floor are all very soft. You should be okay. I'm I'm fine right where I am. Surf mode. No 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 no. Okay. Uh, I I am going to take a handle. Uh... <laughs> so passing through the bluish green clouds, you are coming into this world, and you see the world below. You see, this must have been that absolutely beautiful world that the replicant was showing you at some point. The lush forests, great rivers and lakes, the wildlife that would dominate the skies and landscape. Now, you look upon this devastated land and you see destruction that has been wrought by biolife's capitalism and mass production. The lakes are filled with this strange brown liquid that bubbles and it spews the light bluish green gas that must make up the clouds of this planet now. The earth is barren, and the old, odd, withered purple tree is trying to reach up towards the sun, just hoping for a few rays of sunlight. You see all over are the skeletal remains of all of the denizens of this planet. They've just been left. Uh, Like, these things must have been killed years upon years ago, and they're just left to rot. As you watch, as, like, you see a number of vehicles are riding around in the landscape going between these massive metal factories. They're all set up everywhere. You can see gigantic biolife holographic signs everywhere you look. You see that there are a number of workers that are traveling into each of these factories, getting out of these vehicles. You see freighters are coming through the clouds that you saw before that were coming through the the different automatic scanning stations that you saw before. You see uh, all this everywhere. Everywhere you're looking, you see uh, there are pastry factories, there's vegetable greenhouses, canning factories, all the stuff that BioLife normally just ships out to everywhere. So this is obviously one of their mass production planets that they have going on, where they get all these goods sent out to the rest of the universe. 
One building, though, stands out in particular. A domed building, it has a silver-blue sheen to it. The architecture doesn't match up with everything else. But to you, Dr. Z, this architecture is very recognizable. It's modified a bit to deal with living on land instead of something that would be in the water. But this is very clearly something from your home. All right, well, looks like the damn jellies made it out this far. I was hoping I wouldn't have to see any of them today, but, well, looks like I have to... Yes, yes, well... Are there more Zs? Oh, there's no more Zs. Well, actually, no, wait, correction, Cleo. There is one other Z, but uh, that they're back on New Terra. So there ain't no more Zs. No more Zs. We ain't gonna see a Z today. No. The Z is on New Terra. You sure about that? Are we going to see more... Are you referring to me exactly, or people, things like me? Well, yes, perhaps. Cleo, look, there might be other jobs. <laughs> But, uh, look, they're they're annoying, they're not like me, Um, they're not uh, brilliant mastermind creators, surgeons, and academics, they're, you know, they're... Cleo reaches into her suit to quickly see how many sauce packets she's got, she's gonna start counting them. (laughs) (laughs) We're ready to make friends with all the other jellyfish. (laughs) Alright, alright, alright. I mean, I I wouldn't expect... I wouldn't expect, I mean, you know, you might, <laughs> your house might have curtains, but you know, you know, don't mean your truck do. So. Oh, yeah, well, let's just wait and see until I meet other bears then, huh, Cleo? Huh? <laughs> Raise what I, like, jelly eyebrows at Cleo? Huh? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> uh, you, you try it, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yes, well, that's, that's fine, but, uh, well. Whatever your flavor is. Yes. You suddenly hear a loud alarm start going off from the outside. And more alarms start picking up until it becomes a chorus of alarms making up just all the noise coming from the outside, drowning out all the sounds of the factories. As you see through this membrane, you watch a little automated ship zip on by, and you can hear... As these ships are all just sailing around, and you see it starts becoming this this swarm of uh, these small ships that are about maybe two feet in diameter. They're just firing away at the Veskanoth, and the Veskanoth roars. And all of you suddenly just feel yourselves just fall to the side. I need everyone to make me dexterity checks. No! Oh no! First roll of the day! First roll! Well, I mean, not to jinx it, but uh, I've got a, I've got a, got a bonus in dexterity, so... Uh, I don't do it. Nah, you're just a flat 20, and, and Cleo is a negative 5. <laughs> Girl, I know, and it... It does hurt me. There's no way I can, like, uh, I've got no interface because I'm in an organic being, so I can't even try and put up some type of electronic defense against these blimey bastards. You could attempt to do so, but it would probably be very difficult because you normally, you rely on the electronic interface to kind of get your your stuff out there. I don't, I don't have an amplifier and the honey boy ain't gonna 
Because you normally get a plus five doing that, right? Because you're your usage with tech yeah because i hack into something but uh it's, it's fine I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd say uh, if you I, I mean you you could probably try and take control of it with your mind but i don't see how that would help yeah because no, they're electronics aren't they so. so you you all are just uh flailing around here and what did each of you get all right roll seven seven do you got a nine <laughs> <laughs> so you have a nine and melvin you got a 13 so you watch as the jelly and the bear are uh, rolling around, <laughs> knocking into each other. Sometimes, like, the jelly goes around the bear and forms back up. And it, it is, it, it's kind of comedic if it wasn't so scary at the moment, as you're holding on for dear life onto this strange flesh rail. And you see the replicant is holding on with these arms. This is going to be difficult. As you feel sudden a lurch, the creature is just going down at an accelerated rate. You're watching pieces of the carapace are being ripped off and holes oh. are starting to form in this beast. As you watch now, you can see like the wind is whipping in here. The strange smells of these noxious gases are coming in. And this beast is roaring out in pain as you're watching these different ships just race along, firing at the creature. Don't suppose your friends got any weaponry there is something we can do. Though, my friend knew this trip would be a one-way. <gasps> right, so I'll quick... Um, I'm definitely going to need to use this opportunity to try and do a hack thing. You can see now these ships outside, so you can try to hack into any of the ships if you wanted to as well. Yeah. I'm, like, falling. <laughs> I'm like, maybe my body is, like, stuck briefly to Cleo, so I've got a moment where I'm, like... A little bit stable. Yeah, uh, you know my back is like, or what would be uh, Z's back is stuck onto Cleo's back, like when you write a note or something. And I'm mm. using that moment to uh, to quickly roll. Ah, bugger! It's a seven. Fuck. You try interfacing into one of these these uh, automated ships that are flying by, and what catches you off guard is you're like, okay, this is about the size. It must be like a drone that's being controlled. I can just get to where this is going, and then you try to interface with it, but there's something inside. There's something inside that's controlling this. It's it's small. And you watch as it just zips on by and like it almost like pushes you back. And you you can't reach out to these creatures. Uh, whatever it is that's flying inside this small thing. Oh, these are gonna be fucking jellies. And you they are just firing away and you get closer and closer, the creatures roaring out more, all of you are tumbling around, you now see more holes are opening up inside this beast. The replicant is holding uh, one of the hands onto the creature. You see this energy is flowing from the replicant's hand into the creature as tears are starting to stream down from its eight eyes. No! You feel just this sudden push as you're all ejected. Out of the beast. It's this, like, sense of freefall as suddenly you look up and your back is towards the building. You're, you're looking up. You're not too far off the ground, but during that time, you see the Veskinoth roars. You see all these holes, bits of it are falling down to the ground, these Ships are swirling around it in this chaotic dance around this creature. You watch falling back towards the ground as it lets off one last beautiful note. 
and this lump forms in your throat and inside your jellies. As your your chest kind of tightens up, you feel the the mournful song that it sings out, and it lets out this blast of energy. You watch as the Veskinoth comes crashing down towards the ground a little bit away from you, and these machines just rain down around. You feel yourselves falling towards the ground as suddenly these, turning towards it, you see these fleshy hands reaching out, like forming out of each other, like one large hand and one large hand, and it keeps forming up until they get to all of you, and slowly you're just crashing through them, slowing your fall until you hit onto the ground of a large fleshy mass. Oh, man. I feel so upset that I didn't do a good job. Cleo's just gonna lay there and just say, that's the best bomb I ever seen. Yes. And we also lost a dice. You see one of the the ships comes and it crashes maybe just a few feet away from you. And rolls down near Nelvin's feet. Um, I think like holding it in place with one, uh, one rather sort of healed boot and just, yeah, shooting the thing, making sure it's uh, properly decommissioned. Yeah, you don't need to roll for this because it's literally just underneath your foot. So you're just, you fire away at it a few times. And you watch as bits of it blast away. And just falling out of it is what Dr. Z suspected there is another one of his kind. Though there's something wrong with this one. It's gray There are mutated parts sticking off of it. A lot of the electronical interface was really forced into it pretty brutally. Like, nothing would have done this to itself. And whatever had shoved it inside this machine and forced it to fly, it obviously wasn't wasn't a willing subject. And you can hear this weak, telepathic giggle just reaching out to all of you going... It fell from the sky. <laughs> I'm free. Oh, shoot it again, Nelly. It's not bloody done. Say so, Doctor. Put another one sort of right between its thighs. Between its, uh... Like center mass, you know. Just right in the middle bit there. Somewhere, somewhere in the middle of the jelly. Yeah. Yeah, it just splats out. And yet the voice goes silent. Did we all hear that? Yep. Okay. See, Cleo, I told you. Not nice. That wasn't a Z. No, that was not a Z. As I said, the only other Z we've met so far, apart from on Zarg Moon, is the Z in New Terra. No other Zs. Too many Zs. That caterwauling. What's that, Cleo? That wasn't the Z. No, that was not a Z. That wasn't this Z. No. What are you saying, Cleo? That was another Z. You can't call everything that we see Z. The jellies. They're Z's. Jellies. Well, um, no. Well, they're jellies. They're not Z's. I'm Z. Too late. I understand this conversation seems to hold some cultural significance, but I, I do fear that we have very little time. We are outside of the dome now. We should hurry. Dr. Z, I will need you to wear the crown of your people. 
How much do I have to oh. wear? Like, I just... Z, you know, you know you can wear a hat better than anybody here. Yes, but look at this hat, it's hideous. <laughs> just this glorious coral crown. Yeah. <laughs> this beautiful crown is worth so much money. <laughs> but the only person that can make it look good is you. Most disgusting hat I've ever seen. I'd rather go back to that, that what you call it, an op shop, and uh, find one of those glorious hats there. Oh. <laughs> this thing, look at it. No character. Ain't nobody in the in the whole verse make it look as good as you. Yes, well. Once we leave the facility, you may destroy it if you wish. <laughs> Do I have to wear it right now? Yeah. We'll need it to open the door. Well, let's just. I'll put it on when we get to the door. Then it's wear it out. Wear it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll absorb it into my jelly body, so it's in the body with me. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it on top of the uh, jelly body. Does that technically count? Uh, I'll, as long as Doctor Z has uh, like contact with it, like maybe puts a, a tentacle on it, I, I'd say you could you could access the technology inside of it because it's very much made for yours. Definitely not touching it yet. I'm very hate disdaining this thing, but it's in the oh, body. Okay. Like, <laughs> Cleo's like, I want you to wear the hat. <laughs> <laughs> so sort of like actively lays like, all your tendrils sort of like up on the other side. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's the line. This side of the house is yours. This side of the house is mine. <laughs> don't, don't cross it. It's like, you know, like, you remember, like, in the 90s, like, you'd see, like, you know, like, old people with, like, their, their, their trousers pulled up, like, all the way up. Mm. You'd be like, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. I imagine that's the sort of disdain that Z has for this. Oh, yeah. I really don't want to wear it. But, uh, yeah. You are all traveling to the front door of this place. And uh, you see, Dr. Z, this is clearly made from a lot of the same alloys and, and metals and stones from uh, one of your, uh, I guess, from your home planet. Because uh, originally your, your people had taken all the water and just left and kind of said sorry to everything else that was on the planet. So you yeah. recognize a lot of these similar minerals and alloys and stuff that, that are used in a lot of the, the creation of buildings from where you're from. You see it here. Though it, it, it's strange seeing it outside of water. It has a different look to it, because, of course, the sun gets filtered coming through water, and there's bioluminescence mm. that often you, you have placed around the area. But seeing this here now, just with this hazy sunlight poking through, is a it, it's very surreal. Yeah. So we actually haven't, in the uh, main campaign, like described what um, Atola Medusa is like. As, as you describe it there, the Atola Medusa planet uh, where the jellies come from. The jellies had grown sick of living on the planet and being earthbound, yeah. Collectively had just decided, uh, and they're very a collective group of, um, individ- uh, mm. group of things, decided to use their mind powers to just take all the water off the planet and then just move around space in a planet's that's just water yeah. but in the process had killed everything else on the planet because they took all the water <laughs> um, so yeah the that's the that's the, the planet yeah that um, the Ton Medusa I imagine that like one of their buildings like it wouldn't wouldn't have like a top or a bottom either because it'd be floating in water it very much yeah they'd be able to like go in and out of numerous ports in it and that's why this this definitely looks very strange because it was made is made with your architectural style, but mm. at the same time, it 
it's made for like land creatures. So there's like a door that's sealed, and so it's very gouty. Like it just it doesn't. It looks like two people had an idea and they couldn't agree, and they just both put their idea. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Coming up to these front doors, you see the doors made out of two sliding pieces of semi-opaque crystal. Biolife private facility is ingrained in the crystal, and there doesn't seem to be any keypads or anything mm. else that, that would signal that you could open up this door. And the replicant turns towards you, Dr. Z, and said, This is the tech that I'm not able to make it through your buildings are difficult to break into, it would seem. Yes, well... Not for a master hacker, ain't that right, Doctor? Yeah, have we tried hacking? I mean, I could do that before putting that hideous thing on. We could just try. I don't believe it's a similar kind of technology, but you can try. What do you think, gang? Should I just put the head on, or should I try and hack the door? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Doctor Z doesn't really want to, because that that hat is. I imagine like, if it's like if it's built by a taller Medusa, like you'd literally just interface it with your tendrils, yeah, mm-hmm. like um, telepathically, with the, with the sort of the mind hack styles. Yeah, but I'd know that I need that hat to fucking get through. You probably would. <laughs> it does seem that way. You know what I'll do is I'll, like, make it appear like I'm not wearing the hat, but I'm going to, like, tuck a tentacle back (laughs) and just touch the hat (laughs) where I think no one's looking at me and then try and open the door so it looks like I'm doing it, but really I'm touching the uh, hat at the same time. That's very on brand. (laughs) So has Dr. Z ever used the this, like, level of technology that the nobility would have had, the the higher-ups? No, no, no. I, um... But that could be, like, almost a character moment. That, that might explain, like, why he turned to, like, sort of hacking and, like, getting into all other, like, you know, like, things he's not supposed right. to because he came from a society where there were things that he literally couldn't touch. Mm. Yeah. It'd be sort of like a, you know, like a like a sort of a weird kind of, like, you know, like he's got this angst about it, so it's come out in his... Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Long life. I've spent all my time trying to figure out how to use technology so that I can use it and that use technology that everyone can use. Because I'm like so angry at the uh, yeah. elite technology. So no, this would be the first time, and that's definitely why I'm trying to keep it secret and make it seem like I'm doing it on my own. I don't need this fucking stupid hat. It's not. A, it's not a birthday hat, and it's not a merchandise hat. It's nothing cool. This is a stupid crown. <laughs> so there's a a cultural practice. The Atula Medusa. They. There's something that they can do as they're they're telepathic beings. They lived in water. They often had difficulty storing information at first. It wasn't an easy thing. A lot of it was just passed along. But one of the things that... It's an older practice of something that's done. It's kind of something that would have been taught to you, Dr. Z, but probably something that you never would have really had to either encounter or do. But they are able to ingrain information through a song that's placed in with telepathy. And it's, it's a way that like mm-hmm. you, you can almost see then. This song will create a, an illusion that'll show you what had happened or what they're trying to keep a record of. You touch onto this crown. Your disdain is having you barely, barely touch it. 
And as you do, suddenly you see this this ripple that comes out from you. The others can't see it, but you're seeing this this song that's playing in this building. And it's not one of pride or uh, conquest or anything that something you're used to. Uh, there's a, so much pride that comes along with it, but instead you're feeling this song of sorrow. You're feeling this song of pain as they're creating this building. You can see these ripples of images uh, made out of like these soft, glowing little sparks of yellow energy of your your people that are they're in these strange little pods, very makeshift, nothing as as advanced as what you have, but very makeshift working uniforms. And there are these beings that are just look like humanoid shapes that would come by every so often and electrocute them or like beat them down so while they're constructing this building. And then you see through this song, there is this connection to the door. You can see that you can just open it with your telepathic abilities. Yes, well. Oh, I'm trying to think of something witty to say. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, how do you feel? Do you think that we can't, we can't hear the song, but you can? Do you think that that would make you feel anything? Yeah, so up to like the uh, moment of seeing that there are people like uh, humans like stabbing them with electricity uh, to get them to do stuff I was thinking like I'm not going to fall for your silly sad song oh woe is me I'm doing the bloody collective's work again blah, blah, blah. I chose <laughs> to be here blah, blah, blah. get me in and then uh, right at the end I'll see the the last few images of people in the background stabbing them and think well I mean that's also not nice but uh a slow crack appears in Dr. Z's cold jelly heart. <laughs> <laughs> like the Grinch. You feel the, the connection to the store, and it's easy. It, you've never used this technology before, but it's all so intuitive. It's, very, it's so ingrained in uh, all the, the things that you can just naturally do. You just reach out through it, and it's almost like you have an invisible hand that you just kind of push these doors open. And... The two of you watch as these these crystal doors slowly slide off to the sides. Well, that wasn't so hard now, was it? No, but do I need... Um, I mean, that was incredible, right? I did that... Uh, I let go of the, uh, <laughs> the crown. <laughs> yes, yes, I mean, just classic hacking ability. <laughs> you see stepping inside here, this, it must be a lobby of some sorts. There are no lights on, which is strange. You look around, and uh, this lobby, it has a, near the end of it, there's a reception desk, and you see this older-looking synthetic behind the desk. They're moving very shakily and, like, jerkily as they, they turn towards you. And you see it's one of the very old models of synths where they tried to make them appear, like, emulate the appearance of a Terran. So you see she turns towards you. Half of her face is this metallic skull, clearly missing the synthesized flesh that was used to put over this creature. And the other side has this human look to her. And you hear this synthetic voice call out to you. Greetings, and welcome to BioLife's first private facility. How can I help you? Hey! 
Hey, space trash! <laughs> yeah, you! Yeah, you! You want to be a bastard? Oh, here's how. <laughs> you can support the bastards. That's us! And their bastard show on patreon.com forward slash backwaterbastards for as little as $2 a month. Yes, or a price of a fancy piece of fruit. Hey, yeah! You can gain fruit. instant access to our secret Patreon Discord channel. Oh, secret privileges. Special secret privileges. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, man. <laughs> Oops, I mean special privileges. I, who doesn't want that? And hours of top secret, uncut bastard derail. Secrets. That's right, secrets. And there's merch. There's merch. Don't want to spend any <laughs> Cash, you can still help us out. Leave us an iTunes review so we can climb the charts. Yes, climb those charts. You know how much I want to climb charts. So send us proof of your anything. iTunes review. Laminate And the 16 that you did on your friend's phones. <laughs> Spread the word. At the end of the day, we are glad you're here. We want to know what you think. So don't forget to join our free Discord community. The link is in the show notes. Oh, it's free. It's, it's free. free. And there's tons of cool shit. Tell them about the meme pit. Tell there's them. There's Cleo's meme pit. There's Dr. Z's computer room. And 